Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm super excited that you are here today hanging out with me. I am about to go on vacation, like a real, real proper vacation. My, I might have mentioned this in last week's episode, I don't remember, but my partner Brandon and I have never really actually been on a proper vacation. We started dating, um, we actually started, we moved in with each other right before uh the pandemic began. And so we've kind of been in our house for a a long time and we've traveled to weddings and things like that, family events, but we've never really truly had a like week long proper vacation. So I am heading on out tomorrow and I cannot wait. Uh, But I'm super excited because we have the 30 day land your dream L&D role 30-day challenge kicking off on July, (laughs) July, on July 6th. And this is something I've never done before. I don't know if I'll do it again. I've been asked that a couple times. Um, I have a friend of mine who said, she's she's like, I have to sign up for all of your programs. I never know if you're going to do them again. And honestly, I don't typically know until I'm in a program with y'all or towards the end of one if it's something that I am going to actually do again. So uh, if you are interested, if you're feeling, really it's it's if you're feeling the clock ticking, if you're knowing that you're putting so much effort into your job search and you wanna just see fast results, you wanna see momentum, you wanna see the, you know, the fruits of your labor essentially, come and join us inside of this. I've had clients who have landed roles in four days, eight days, seven days, 16 days, I mean, anything and everything in between, you know, four to five and 30 days uh, from applying to literally landing that job. So the process can be easy. I'm going to do a post about this sometime next week around the resistance we have to things being easy. So I really invite you, I'm already in vacation brain, y'all. I invite you all to join inside of this 30-day challenge. It's the first time I'm doing any type of challenge. Uh, You're going to have 30 days of exercises to do to help you land that dream L&D role as quickly as possible. Uh, So come join us inside of that. You can get all the information uh, to register, uh, additional information about the program if you go to theovernighttrainer.thinkific.com. I'll link in the show notes as well so you can go and explore. Of course, you know, you can always DM me if you have any questions. Um, I will be on vacation when this is airing. However, if you do have a question, please DM me. I will probably be checking them here and there uh, just to make sure y'all are set up for success coming uh, into the challenge. Super excited about it. Okay, let's get into today's episode, which was supposed to be last week's episode, but I went off on a tangent and didn't stop. So <laughs> this week we're talking all around 
design thinking and learning and development, but more specifically when it comes to your career transition. So design thinking is just one of the dozens, if not hundreds, of approaches, principles, models, methods, they kind of all blend together, but that helps us design and develop learning initiatives, programs, content, things like that. And so design thinking is really, it's, it's a unique problem-solving approach. And where I like it, well, the re, one of the reasons why I like it is because it is really human-centric. It's very user-centric. And so it's used often by companies during uh, product development. So as they're thinking about the human, the end user, right, when you're developing a product, you want to develop it with that person in mind. And same thing when it comes to learning and development, right? When we're developing learning, we have to develop it with the learner in mind. And I, I emphasize have because that's not always what we do. Uh, very much we come from a place where we focus on uh, what L&D thinks is best, not what is actually best for our learner. And so when we think about design thinking in L&D, you know, our L&D teams can really leverage design thinking to create that learner-focused learning intervention that creates these better learning results and outcomes. And so the reason why I like to use design thinking in L&D, and again, leveraging, I don't strictly just use design thinking. It's one of the many tools, models, processes, all those things, right, um, to, to leverage. But it really helps to evaluate you know, real-time situations, real-time problems, right? Especially in the L&D space, oftentimes, this is this is the reality. L and D can be very reactive instead of proactive, and mean. And what I mean by that is that from a reactive perspective, there's something that happens in the organization, or something changes, or a policy changes, or something changes with you know the uh, uh, a law or a regulation or a new product or right. There's we're constantly helping to help the organization when it comes to different changes. And so being able to evaluate in real time and really figure out what solutions are through an innovative and empathetic process, it really, really helps to identify solutions that are really viable from a learning and development perspective versus just throwing something out there and hoping that it sticks. And so what I want to talk about today, though, is how you can use the principles of design thinking beyond just creating content, but really for my career transitioners out there, you know, how can you use these principles to, to really quickly right, iterate and grow in your learning and development career? And this can be as far as if you're looking to transition into a new role or if you're starting to think about, you know, what is my next step inside of L&D? Well, I really, really I, I always come back to some, what are the core principles you know, that we utilize? And I have a whole podcast episode coming out around the L&D principles I utilize to run my business. I, I, I run my business from an L&D core. And so when we think about the, the basic principles that are at the core of design thinking, these the, the, the goal of design thinking is to really address complexities, right? The complexities that are caused to how fast business changes and what the business needs are. And so the thing, same thing goes when it comes to your career development, right? Things are ever changing. The economy's changing. The world's changing. You know, values and strengths and skills, right? We're, it's, we're constantly evolving. And so when we think about utilizing a process to help us in our career development and help us grow and help us figure out our next step in 
didn't land that next step, it's nice to have something to, to leverage and to lean back on. And so the first basic principle of design thinking is empathy. And it really, what, what it calls for is for us to look at the current reality, right, through the lens of, of empathy. And what I notice from a lot of my clients, the ones who become really successful and do it very quickly, have a lot of empathy for themselves. So when we are constantly beating ourselves down around us not being good enough, not having the right skills, right, not being able to to do things as fast as other people, whatever it is, right, comparison, jealousy, imposter syndrome, all of those things, it becomes much so much harder for us to actually see the current reality the current reality of the situation, right? We almost have, you know, beer goggles on essentially, or we just, we cannot see the forest through the trees. And so I encourage you, if you are beginning a career transition, uh, even if you, you know, even if you're managing someone who's gone through a career transition, right? Or if, if you're deep in your career transition, having that sense of empathy with yourself and really looking at the current reality of your situation through the lens of being empathetic towards yourself. Because without that, right, when we're really, really struggling or, or doubting ourselves or struggling with imposter syndrome, which I got this is something we're going to cover inside of the 30-day the challenge as well, but it, it's, it becomes so much more of a challenge. Like we, we get in our own way. And so having that empathy for ourselves is really important. So I do want to ask yourself when you want you to ask yourself that when you're we're feeling those moments of hopelessness or imposter syndrome or all of those more negative low frequency feelings, you know, feeling guilty, feeling frustrated, right? All of those things, I want you to pause. I want that to be a sign for you to pause and say, okay, how can I show up with more empathy for myself right now in this situation? What is the current reality? that I can can look at through the lens of empathy. And if you can't do that, if you're like, F this, like there is no way I can, I can have that moment, that's a really, really good sign for you to pause. Just pause. Whether you're pausing for five minutes, five hours, five days, five months, five years, it doesn't matter. But if you're really struggling to look at the current reality through a lens of empathy, right? I'm not saying through positivity, right? So not everyone has is able to turn that switch on. But through a lens of empathy for yourself. If you're really struggling with doing that, it's a great sign that you need to take a break. So that's the first one we're thinking about, empathy. The next part of design thinking for us to to work our way down and think about it in terms of career transition is what's called define. And after we we have that empathetic lens of reality and we get down to what it is that we're trying to do and what we bring to the table, then we start to gather insights and a process of defining what's happening, right? So the goal of this is, is to really look at what, what the problem is as accurately as possible. So we, come to, we come, come to terms with the empathy, right, with ourselves and the reality of what's going on. That define part really helps us say, okay, what is it that I'm going after here, right? What is the goal that I am trying to achieve and what's getting in the way of it, right? Getting really clear on what are the things that I need to do, right? What are what are the, the true problems standing in my way here, right? Is it that I'm unclear on 
what it is I actually want to do. What type of next role do I want? You know, am I throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks? You know, looking at it could be a problem where you don't know how to translate your transferable skills into ways where you're speaking that learning and development language. There might be a problem with you, know, you feeling really nervous showing up to interviews or maybe not getting called for interviews, right? So really looking at the the process, right? The the what the part the parts of the process that aren't working for you and what is the problem, and being able to really get clear on what that is. And that can be a challenge sometimes too. So I know that that, that creates its own level of, well, how do I know, it, know what the problem is? And sometimes it's starting out at more of that macro. Well, I know I'm not getting interviews. Okay, well, what are the pieces of the puzzle to get to an interview? Well, you have to have a resume. You're applying to roles. So that could be a piece of it right there. What else could be a problem? Well, maybe it's my cover letter. Am I having a cover letter? And maybe I'm skipping that step, right? So I have to figure out that, that piece of it there. It could be, you know, the time frame which I'm applying to or the roles that I'm applying to, right? So it can be one of many things. And so I think it's looking out and it's taking that 30,000 foot view and then coming back in and saying, all right, what are the problems here? What am I struggling with the most? What do I feel the least confident in? And what would I need the most support in? And really looking at being able to define what the problems are, where you're having resistance, where you're having challenges, right? Define those challenges so that way you're able to move forward. So again, you're starting with empathy. You're looking at the current reality of your situation through empathy. And then once you've done that, being able to sit in the facts of, okay, where where are the problems coming up? Where are my challenges? What am I really struggling with doing? Where am I struggling on getting momentum? Where am I losing momentum? understand and clearly, clearly define that. Because the next phase of design thinking is ideate. And here is where you get to ideate and generate ideas around those problems, right? So what happens is I think a lot of people skip, well, they skip the empathy and the define and immediately go to ideating, right? And brainstorming at random. And that can be very overwhelming. I've seen it happen a, a lot with clients where it's all of a sudden I have all these ideas. I can do this and I can go there and I can do this and I can do this and I can talk to this person and I can write this so that I can, right? It's like, I'm going to post on LinkedIn and I'm going to revise my resume again. And I'm going to do my cover letter and I'm, you know, going to network with 25,000 people and I'm going to show up to this event and, right? And, and all these ideas are great, but what happens is, a, when they're ideated at random, right? They're not necessarily tied to anything particular or tied back to those challenges, but it, they, be, can, they can become overwhelming. So in the moment, they might sound really exciting. It's like, you know, getting excited, putting your to-do list down, and then looking at it like, oh shit, I have to actually do all these things. And that, that creates a whole layer of complexity. And complexity is the enemy of execution. So we want to simplify this. And when you ideate, when you brainstorm ideas of overcoming those challenges, right, really, really focusing in on those challenges. So it's not just ideating to ideate or coming up with ideas to move forward that are random or some person on the internet told you, right? Or even if you heard it from me, right? It doesn't mean that it's the right brainstorming solution, the right the right idea for you. So going back to those challenges, right, being able that you've you accurately define what those problems and those challenges were, now ideate around those specifically. It's not around the job search process as a whole, right? It's about those specific issues. So for example, if you're really struggling with your resume and that's that piece that you uncovered and you're defined, right, now you ideate around how can I 
how can I move forward in my resume? What are the things I need to do in order to do this successfully? What, who do I need to talk to or what do I need to uncover or define or learn a little bit more, right? So in that ideating phase, you're really able to hone in. This is going from that 30,000 view of looking at what those challenges are and coming down to a 10,000 square foot, square foot, 10,000 foot view, 5,000 foot view, you know, ground level essentially of creating and brainstorming ideas around those challenges. So I encourage you, kind of once you have those, where, where are the challenges? What's blocking me right now? Where am I having the, you know, the hardest time? Almost if you're thinking about it from a piece of paper perspective, having each of those in a column and then being able to ideate, okay, what what do I need to do? What, what kind of what insights do I have? What help do I need? What are the things I need to actually do to make sure I'm overcoming this challenge? Because then we move into the prototype phase. And this is all around being testing things out. And what happens is, and I'm, I've, I'm really uncovering this more and more and more, the more clients I work with, and the more this community grows, is that we have this idea around perfection. And I think I talked about this last week, but perfection is a mountain with no peak. And so the prototyping part is really, really important and becoming comfortable with 70 and 80%. Because here's the thing in real life learning and development, we never, ever, ever get to 100% when it comes to delivering something. There's always something that can be better, always something that can be clearer, always something that could have been done you know, differently. That, that's First of all, that's life. But second of all, that's learning and development. And so we prototype, right? We create something where we're able to test things out and we're built we're basically building building on our ideas right how do we how do we start to make these ideas factual and rather than producing a 100% solution we're creating a prototype here and we're figuring out you know what kind of works and what doesn't so for example going back to the resume right the, in the prototype phase rather than saying okay i'm going to work my resume and when it's a when it's 100% when it's perfect when it has everything it needs that's what i'm going to apply to roles that's one of the biggest mistakes people can make because you want to start putting it out there to test it, right? To see. Now, I'm not saying like put a blank piece of paper out there, obviously, but getting to 70, 80% is a really great time to then say, okay, I'm going to go test this resume now. I'm going to see if this is getting any bites, the changes that I made, what's what's working, what's not working around it. And rather, like I say, rather than waiting until things are 100%, You'll be so surprised to see what starts happening when you start applying yourself and applying to roles once you get to that 70, 80%. So the prototyping is just really important. And so for this, this piece of it, I want you to think about how can I start to play around with solutions, right? Test different solutions, try different solutions, you know, create things that I think would work and go for it. Right? So it's not meant to be the final end-all end be-all solution, but it's a way to move forward with what you already know. Because then you move into that, the last phase, which is, well, it's not even the last phase because it's a very iterative process, but test and iterations. So looking at, okay, I to put this resume out there, I got hits for these types of jobs. I'm actually really looking more for these types of jobs. Let me make some iterations to it. Let me test it out a little bit more. Right, That's the beauty of 
design thinking in general is that it and it is an iterative process. You do get to go back and maybe you test and iterate and it's not quite what you want. So you can go back to ideate. Maybe you need to define a little bit more. Right? Maybe you need to create a new prototype. And that's what I coach my clients through all the time. This is not a step-by-step process. This is not a linear process. Right? This is very, very much an iterative process. And that's why I love thinking about design thinking and utilizing it when it comes to your career development, even your career transition of holding that empathy for yourself, defining what is really the problems and really the challenges, right? Not every challenge is your challenge. And and I think as job seekers and career transitioners, we often take that on where it's, it's this big, huge, hairy, scary thing, but maybe there's only certain parts that are really really a challenge for you. And so understanding what those are, ideating on how to move forward from them and creating and brainstorming ideas, prototyping, going out there, you know, making something, being okay with it being 70%, and then testing and iterating on it and keep kind of going back until you're feeling like, all right, cool, like this is working. I'm at like 90% now. Like this this feel this feels good. I'm getting the results that I'm looking for. And Again, it being an iterative approach, all of this can be reevaluated at any part of the process and at any stage. So there, what, what's great about this is that rather than waiting, in, like I mentioned before, waiting until you get your ducks in a row, right? This, this allows you, you to, to cover more surface area much quicker. And that's the thing. People, when you're trying to do an, uh, when people are trying to do an iterative approach, approach it takes so much longer because you're waiting for every step to be completed versus taking an iterative approach versus a linear approach. It's much more, I think I said that right before. If I didn't, y'all know what I meant. Um, But taking that iterative approach covers so much more surface area in a much quicker time. And that's really what you're trying to do. And so I hope this helped, A, introduce you to design thinking if you haven't uh, learned about it before. So it gives you an idea too of one of the things to, to keep in mind as you pursue and dive deeper into your L&D careers, but also a way to think about how to create a more iterative process when it comes to your career transition. So again, if you are looking to land that L&D role in 30 days, you want support, you want someone who's going to be there to support you through it all, I will be there uh, every single day. We're going to have a Voxer, so I haven't used that before in my coaching. I use it, um, I'm a part of a couple different groups that uses it, but Uh, you'll have daily support and daily access to me, which is super exciting. So, well, for me, I'm excited to spend that time with you. I hope you're excited too. Um, But if you're looking to land that role, you want the strategy and support to do it, come join us inside the Land Your Dream L&D Role 30-Day Challenge. Again, the link is going to be in the show notes. You can also go to the overnighttrainer.thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C.com and register there. Can't wait to see you inside the challenge and I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.